You. Welcome to the No In Part Show. <laughs> B- brought to you by Filthy. By Filthy. It's a glorious show. Yo, why, why this guy got an old English accent on Glorious. Oh, God is good. I'm telling you, man. So, yeah, we back at it. What's up? What's going on? Everybody what's good? Going on? What's going on? Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, why don't we ask the people how they're doing? Go ahead. Yo, look right into that camera. <laughs> well, I guess I'll look right into no, that yeah, camera. Yeah. That one, right? Yeah. Hey, people, how are you doing? Drop us a ball. Let us know how you're doing. You know what I'm saying? We want to know about y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Filthy out. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah, that's good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like it. You know I like it. That's yeah. in case Marcus gets sick or something. Something happens. Okay. God forbid, I mean. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> good. Caring for the people. Yeah. I love the people, man. They're tired of hearing about Put us. I want to hear about the people. See that hospitality coming out? Ooh, that servant oh, heart of yeah, mine. Servant heart. heart. Ooh, I got a servant heart. Yeah. Putting, putting ooh, others ooh, before you. I mean, you learned something, right? Hey, Amen. You learned humbled, something from man. last Yo, week. I'm growing. I'm growing, man. <laughs> now you just got to work on the preparing the food part. Yeah, I'm going to buy potato bread next time. Make sure it's nice and soft potato bread. Because potato bread is good. I'm not going to lie. But sometimes I'm on a budget. So, but anyway, just love being around these spiritual giants. You know oh, what I'm saying? Look at these guys. I'm a spiritual midget, but these guys are no. spiritual giants. That's false humility. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, smell, I smell it. I, I could smell false. Nah, nah, I could nah. smell the false the humility stench. Humility. I can smell humility, that stench man. on you. These guys you. are giants. False humility. All right, man. Let's let's jump. Let's just jump. Jump right into it, baby. You can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yo, usually, yo, Filthy's rubbing usually, off on him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's using my week? voice. And how was your week, Marcus? How was your week, Marcus? <laughs> yo, my week. My week has been pretty busy, man. Right. Mm. My line of work it gets busy around this time. Yeah, mm. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, just been. Being responsible, going to work every day. Work, 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 work. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hitting the, the. the um, I want to work from home. Mm. I haven't used that card yet, no. even though I can. But I'm just being responsible and going to work. Okay. On time. Nice. Jeez. But yeah, now nah, it's, it's been a little busy, but you know everything is cool, man. Nice, nice, everything nice, cool. nice. I'd rather be busy than not busy. Yeah. Amen. Idleness be. Idleness will get you in trouble. Uh, you gonna the, that's the idleness. devil's playground. But you gonna this is the devil's playground. Yeah, yeah, man. But you're gonna see it in this chapter, dog. <laughs> idleness. <laughs> Filled with bread yeah. and pride. <laughs> that was the sin of your sister. Yeah, mm. man. So idleness be nah, definitely be. Idleness will get you in trouble, but you gotta stay busy. But I mean, don't be a busy body, but you right. know. Stay it's busy. Okay. What you gonna say? It's okay to relax by the the terebent tree of memory. Sometimes you know. What I'm you saying? Just that, chill. that's you coming for wow. Just let the Lord just refresh you. Sometimes the man with a thousand gifts, dog. <laughs> chill, bro. Chill, bro. That's a good name. Word yeah, up, B. The man with a thousand gifts. Talking yeah, about you, chilling. You, you had a nickname growing up. I mean, I did, but why? I'm not gonna blow myself up, blow my spot up like that, bro. Or, uh, How's that blowing your spot? Because up? my nickname wasn't like nothing, like good. No, I mean my grandmother. They, she can't. Her English is a little bit messed up, uh-huh. and I've always been like a clumsy dude. Yeah. So she tried to call me clumsy one time, and she said crunchy. 
So from then on, like all my family, they just call me Crunchy because sometimes I I used to be clumsy. That's you know? a that's a great story with a yeah, great nickname, you know, Crunchy. Crunchy. But nobody, yo, I'm filthy, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, no, the, that's I can't the believe voice I just you, told. That's the, that's the I can't believe I just told a couple thousand people. <laughs> they better not call me Crunchy. I'm telling you, it's gonna be some problems. All right, check it out. I'm I'm gonna do the whole intro over again with straight nicknames. Okay. <laughs> What up, what up? Welcome to the Norm Park Podcast. No nickname, you know what I'm saying? We got, we got, I got Crunchy to my right. <laughs> you know the Crunchy one? <laughs> I got Teapot to my far right. Yo, that's your name? Teapot? Teapot. You didn't know that? No, I didn't teapot. know that. Teapot. Give know him the story. Give him the story. Teapot. So, very similar story. When I was in Haiti, they couldn't say Ralph. They couldn't pronounce it. And I had little feet. I was a baby, so you were like, yo, I'm just going to. Call them teapot, which teapot. means little feet. Little feet. Little feet. So and that name uh, stuck with me forever. Uh, teapot. And they've been calling me teapot ever since. My teapot. parents still call me that. Oh, no, that's <laughs> that, that's cute. That's cute. So that's right. And, and last but not least, I don't got no. To my left, no. we got Ricky Smiley. Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Show. You see, I knew, the he, Ricky. I knew he was gonna go to Ricky. I know it. Like you know I me, mean? that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't know the story behind that's that. That's the nickname, that? though. Right? That's my middle name. You see, now uh, my whole government is out there. That's it. And that's it. What you got to hide? What you got to hide? Nah, they're going to scam me now. Yeah, now they're going to scam <laughs> Credit card digits and everything, son. And as you know, I'm the timekeeper. The timekeeper. Oh, keeper. Get out of here, time. man. You <laughs> had to have a nickname when you was little. I didn't have a nickname. Get, yo, you know. me Marcus. Yeah, right. Whatever. Sounds oh, good. Man. My grandmother called me Marcus. Marcus? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or my auntie would call me Couscous. Mm. But I didn't really have a nickname. Oh, you didn't have a nickname. Mm. All right. Mm. I had a nickname, but I'm, I'll never ever reveal it on here because <laughs> it would kill me. They but they call me. you Ricky when when now your they, family yeah, was around. Yeah, they yeah. were like Ricky. I'm like, yo, who's Ricky? Yo, but my mom used to say something else. But if I do it, it's a rap. Vagabond. <laughs> <laughs> yo, if there's anybody out there that knows Mike's nickname from back in the day. Please let us know. You see? You know what I'm saying? Now you got the people involved. Now you got the people as accomplices. Come on, people. You got the people. You went from loving the people to you see you see what he does to the people? He he wills them in and then he puts them as accomplices. I love the people. Yo, filthy loves the people, man. They went from being Oh, we care about you to yeah, be accomplice to this this (laughs) yo man. Don't listen to this guy. It's a trap. (laughs) All right, so we in um Genesis nineteen, uh chapter eighteen, we read about we saw another uh, meeting, right? Christophany, mm. Christ and the two angels fellowshipping with uh, Abraham. Um, we saw Abraham's hospitality. Um, we saw a lapse in Abraham's wife's faith, right? Because we know she's in the hall of faith, right? We know that she's a believer, but she lapsed at that point. Um, we saw a picture of prayer from Abraham, mm. right? Intercessory prayer. Uh, praying for his nephew, praying for the righteous, um, and you know, uh, calling on God for mercy. You know what I'm saying? Mercy on the unrighteous, mm. right? Because if there was fifty, everybody would have benefited from the character of God. Mm-hmm. If there was fifty, That's or if there was point. thirty, or if there was twenty, but there wasn't, or That's if there was ten, there wasn't ten. But that's a good point. Like, he wasn't really speaking to the Lord about saving just the righteous. He wanted to save all save of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so I yeah. didn't even realize that that yeah. it wasn't just the righteous. He was just using them as bait <laughs> to mm. save 
everyone. Oh, Everybody would have benefited. Because it's the character of God. And, you know, when we pray, knowing God and knowing his character, we have to appeal to his character. Right? So you're not going to be um, robbing a store. And because you got away, you're going to say, oh, thank God I got away. <laughs> Yeah, right, no, right, right. the yeah. Lord made a way. He opened doors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you flipping PPE loans and they don't come after you, wow. And then you say, "Thank God, they didn't wow. get me." Right, dog. That's that's not a prayer. That's that's what I say. That's blaspheming the name of God. Yeah, you're trying to use the name of God for your your dirty your dirty deeds, thinking that He's involved, mm. right? But Abraham appealed to. Um, the nature, who God is, like that principle was set. Like I know you don't do this. I know that's not how you roll. Mm -hmm. But let me see. Let let me gauge. You know this grace. Like how far would you go? Let me gauge it, and then we see. You know the Lord um, enabling um, Abraham to just engage with him. That that's a dope conversation. Yeah. And, the, the, and God is entertaining it, and that's a picture for us. We could keep coming back to the Lord with incrementals of five and incrementals of ten. He's not gonna, if it was me, by the time he hit 30, I was like, Yo, Duke, what's your point? Uh. <laughs> Get to the point, you know what I'm saying? But the Lord didn't do that, he 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 went along with, with Abraham until Abraham got to 10. And I think Abraham got to the point, like your dog, if there isn't 10. Dog, if there if there isn't ten people that's righteous in that city, and we you know Sodom and Gomorrah was beautiful, it was lush, it was popping over there. Abraham was like, you you gotta get the righteous out because it's less than ten, and the Lord is faithful in that, and the Lord answered his prayer. Yeah, I kind of like what you said about like when you appeal to God's nature, you know, in terms of like people doing things and then they say, oh thank God, and it's borderline blasphemous. Because um, you see that in terms of um, a lot of times people would do things, make a move um, hastily without seeking God, and then uh, just ask God to bless it afterwards. After you've done the, the, this entire deed in the flesh, and then after you say, oh, God, bless it. Like, no, you, you, you didn't even seek me. Right. <laughs> and now you're asking me to bless it? I was never a part of it. You know? So I, I like that point. Like, coming to him. In understanding his nature, yeah. understanding his character, and I, I think when you when you um, when you know that, then your prayers are more powerful, right? right? When you know the character of God, and you you're able to appeal to it. Um, Moses did that too, right? He was able to appeal to God's um, grace, God's mercy, you know, and it, that's important in prayer, like knowing God knowing God's heart and praying in line with his heart, not in line with your heart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Those prayers, you know, they're not going to get answered because that's not God. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's what we saw. And we finished off with the angels, you know, going towards Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, the Lord kind of stayed behind and um, and we saw this interaction. So, um we getting into 19 right now. Uh, yo, let's go from one to... I don't know. Where are we going? Let's go from one to three. 
Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Hear now, my lords, please turn in to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. So they turned into him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. Nice. These angels eating good, baby. What's dope <laughs> is that we see that same character in Lot that we saw in Abraham. Because yeah. he was righteous? Lot was righteous. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but he learned it from his uncle. Yeah, that that, that hospitality, that. Yeah. that mm -hmm. culture. Yep. You know? And again, with, with Lot, we've seen this urgency. So let's quickly go back. All right, why is why is Sodom and Gomorrah getting judged? Right, so in the because last chapter, the, uh, mm -hmm. the great uh, sin, um, the very grave sin, the outcry. outcry so that's people. why the Lord, you know, has sort of fed up. He came down to check out to see what's going on and make sure that everything's lined up. Yep. Yeah. Um. I have a scripture. Ezekiel sixteen says. So before before you read that, um, now the other thing is like, all right, what was the sin? What was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah? And Sodom and Gomorrah is always associated with homosexuality, mm, yep, right? Yep. Like that nickname is just connected to that. But that wasn't the only thing going on. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that that's what's highlighted. Yep. Right. right? That's what's pointed out out of everything that was going on. And you're going to read that scripture in Ezekiel. Yeah, Ezekiel 16, 49 through 50, 50, it says, Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had arrogance, plenty of food, and carefree ease. But she did not help the poor and needy, so they were hardy and committed abominations before me. Therefore, I removed them when I saw it. That's, that's the NASB, but I want to read another version. NIV says, Now this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty, and they did dis detestable things before me. Therefore, I did away with them as you have seen. Yep. Mm. And just the, um, you know, the arrogance, the pride, pride. you know, that, that's another a translation that says the pride. Mm -hmm. You know, they were full of pride. Yeah. And you, you see how that's just synonymous with what you was talking about before. You know, having pride parades and you just like the wording when you go to Ezekiel and you see, like you said, um, homosexuality was that was what the Lord pointed out in this act right. where you seeing with Lot. But but when you go to Ezekiel, it says they had pride. And it's funny how that's what's you know, that's the tag. That's the label. That's, you know, um, the um, that community takes on, you know, and then also with carefree ease. Like when you when you look at the, the definition of gay, it's carefree. Like that is a definition right. of it. It's yeah. to be carefree, it's to happy. be loose, it's right. to be happy. And it's it's funny how that's one of the translations when I read it in the NASB. Mm. You know, so carefree and pride, these two words that's synonymous with the homosexuality, the homosexual community, you're right. seeing even God recognized it. Right. You know, so it's not it's not a coincidence, bro. And one of the things, though, I, like the way I see it, that is the main sin. That is the sin. It's pride. I think homosexuality is a symptom of 
the pride. Right. I think it starts off with pride and arrogance that I am my own God and I'm not going to listen to anybody else. Right. I am on the throne. God is not on the throne. Jesus, I don't care about you. You will not rule my life and I'm going to live the way I want to live. So that pride comes in. What happens is that then all other sins manifest are manifestations of the pride. Yep. That's where you get not just homosexuality. You get adultery. You get lying. You get murdering. You get stealing. You get all the list of sins because it's all a system. I mean, a symptom of the pride of, you know, idolatry. Yeah. It's pretty much idolatry because you're on the throne. And that's the same thing with Satan. It was like, Satan, right. you was perfect until pride was found in you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what the Lord says. So I think it's even in Ezekiel. But, yeah. you know, the Lord says that. He's like, that was the that was the beginning of your downfall. When Satan began, be, uh, uh, be, began to start to be proud and um, in Isaiah where he was like, I'm going to make my throne above God's throne. I'm going to be like the most high God. That was the seed, you know, within Satan's heart that began, you know, his downfall. So, like you said, I agree with you. It all starts with pride. Um, the Bible is very um, clear on homosexuality and is very consistent in the Old and the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Right? Leviticus 18.22 speaks mm -hmm. about it. Um, you also have Leviticus 20.13. Um, in the New, yeah, New Testament, Romans uh, 1, 26 to 28. So, First Corinthians. First Corinthians 6. six. Mm -hmm. um, the Lord is very clear in his design for sexual relations between uh, a man and a woman, husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. that's, that's clear. So anything outside of that is rebellion and is sin. Right. Right? So whether you're talking about um, sexual relations between a man and a woman that's not married, sexual relations between a man and multiple women, a woman and multiple men. Multiple men. Um, so all of it falls under the umbrella of sexual immorality, right? right. Man with man, woman with woman, man with animal, children. woman with animal, man, man with, with children, children, woman with children. Anything that's outside of the design of marriage, sex within the institution of marriage is rebellion against God. And what he said, that makes it a sin. Yep, correct. Deal with it. Yep, yeah. Talk to God. And it wasn't just that too. Like he says, it was you know your belly was full. Right, and that's that was the whole point. I'm like, like, like It's associated, right? Sodomite. Like those words are you know from that name, right? Sodom and Gomorrah, and it's associated with homosexuality, but it wasn't just it that. It wasn't, yeah. It was a city of just gays yeah. and people, you know, practicing sexual immorality. There was injustice. There was murder. Right? There was murder. Mm. There violence. was violence, mm. right? Gluttony. And you you had plenty, right? Once you have once you good, once you up and that's and you yeah. don't even care about the poor. Right. You don't even care about other people. You're just indulging in self, right? right? And all of that is just the symptom of sin. That's right. That's however it comes out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like, you know, um, that's why Lot pitched his tent towards it. You know, he saw how plush and how lush it was. Right. You know, it was, you think it was, it was beautiful. It was a good city. They had a lot. Like you said, it was, it was a, they had abundance and... You know, these like the the um just the matters of the heart, you know, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. These three things it started to, you know, show itself in 
right. acts of homosexuality, mm-hmm. just not caring for the poor, being unjust. Like you said, you know, the Lord was seeing these things and was like, yo, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all got it good down here, and it's y'all getting crazy. It's getting crazy out here. And it, like I like the word you said, progressed. Sin always progresses, bro. Mm-hmm. It starts small, and it progresses. Like what you use the word violence, and we're gonna see how violent these people right. became mm, right. in that sin. It's you right. know what I mean. It just doesn't yeah. affect themselves. It affects everyone around mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, just I mean, just a little bit on like homosexuality. When you just look at the different facets of it, right? Socially. It's incompatible because if it was just homosexuality, a society would not longer be in existence, right? Because mm-hmm. you cannot produce children. So you see God's design was to create families, nations, people, communities. So with homosexuality, so socially, you know, it's it's detrimental to a society, right? Um, psychologically, there are, I mean, I don't have all the statistics on me, but psychology, psychologically, they tend to have, you know, with homosexuality, they tend to have more... Um, depression anger frustration all these things you know you have a higher suicide rates mm-hmm. psychologically you find that you know in that community you know and thirdly biologically now coming from the standpoint where i mean god is so perfect in his design um this is gonna get a little bit like slightly scientific for example the woman um the way god created the vagina he created with cuboidal cells cuboidal cells are kind of like what you consider like bubbly cells that can take friction that could take trauma and that will constantly be able to replenish itself. It's created specifically for friction and trauma, okay? That it could reproduce, right? Now, the anus has a totally different type of cell. The cell type in the anus is um, called squamous cells. So now any type of friction during that, especially in the opposite direction, all right, you disrupt the cells and those cells get damaged. And when they get damaged, it goes through a a state called dysplasia. So now dysplasia means these are the very early signs of like, you know, kind of like cancer cells in terms of it's no longer the same squamous cells. It starts changing. You, you know, it starts changing. It deforms and it increases risk. Once it ruptures, it increases risk of diseases, mm-hmm. you know, especially when things fecal matter get into the bloodstream and things like that. That's what increases risk of all sorts of diseases. And we also see in that community higher rates of STDs, right. you know. So now we see that this thing, like, so socially, psychologically, biologically. Naturally, right. Naturally, it doesn't make sense. Right. God is not mm. to be mocked. Yeah, it goes against nature. And, you know, these things, you don't you don't hear about it. You don't hear about the statistics with that community. And um, the homosexuality is not the, uh, it's not the, um, it's not any greater right. sin. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People that are practicing that lifestyle, Jesus loves you. Yep. Right. right. And Jesus wants you to come to him. Jesus wants you to be born again and be part of his family. Right. And I want to separate homosexual tendencies from the act of homosexuality. Because mm-hmm. you could you could have these um urges. Urges. Right, right. You could have these desires. Inclinations. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's when you act on it that it becomes a sin. Like every sin. Right? Yeah. And the fact that you have these urges should be evident that you're you're a sinner. Yep. And everybody's yeah. born pre you know, with a predisposition to something. Yeah. Right. Something where you just like, yo, man, I can't fight this and this is hard. Right? That's why you, you hear, you know, a lot of stories, similar stories with um, you know, a person before they come out, this 
life, this struggle, right? Years of struggling and um, just hiding because there's something about it. It's shame. That kind of messes with them. It's shame. Right? Yeah. But um, the Holy Spirit is, is, is strong enough to um, walk with the individual. Yeah. And I know, mean. To, I'm, to live in purity. And I'll give you guys just my, my testimony, bro. Like, you know, I've been saved six years and. Um, you know, before that I, I used to, you know, smash a lot, you know what I mean? And that was just something that I enjoyed. But when I gave my heart to the Lord, that was one thing that I, I, I just stopped. And I, like, I looked in the mirror and I, and I, I just became so just like, I was grow like, I wanted to serve God so bad and I, and I wanted to make him happy and proud of me. And I just, I'm calling out all these Christians out there because unfortunately, you know, fornication is running rampant in the church. And yeah. if you are a Christian yep. and you call yourself a Christian and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, every time you fornicate, you're bringing the Holy Spirit and God into that mess. And he doesn't deserve that. And for myself, for six years, I've been, you know, living in a, in a life where I've, I've stayed away. And it, it, isn't, it isn't easy. But like Marcus said, the Holy Spirit will give you the power to stop that guys and i'm just telling you like the church we have to become pure in in heart and in our in our bodies in our minds in order to make a difference to those who are lost so i'm just calling you guys out as christians stop fornicating that's that's true um yeah. it grieves and, grieves and, the holy spirit and again man they're people and jesus christ died for them right up, so man. i don't i don't look at somebody and identify them by their sexual preference or their sexual right. desires. I look at you as a um, potential child of God. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? You were created in the image of God. Yeah. Right? So... I mean, we I, were all there. And like, yeah. we, were, we yeah. were all there. We all had our... I had our uh, uh, shortcomings. We all had our um, our battles, and there's no difference, right. you know. Like we're all sinners saved by the grace of God, and that's what it is. And so. I think, you know, personally, I think as a whole, the, the Christian community did a very poor job. I was about to say that reaching yeah, out bro. to yeah. the the you know that the community, LGBT. the yeah, like, LGBT yep. community. We we do a it's terrible because it right, takes yeah. love, B. You have to love. Yo, you, it right. takes love, and and that's hard, you know, because. A lot of us, we we believe that we're we're self righteous, you know. A lot of Christians, yeah. I know that's like that's even when you begin your walk, you know, like you said, you start to get to that point where you you're grossed out by certain things, but then you start to judge other people who are still in it, right. and mm. now you look at yourselves as like you're better than, right. and you forget you for you forget where you came from. Word. You forget that you used to be just like that, yep. and it takes humility. And it takes to be constantly at the feet of God. Like as we saw with Abraham, he was constantly at the feet of God. That's why he was able to serve the guests. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you're constantly at the feet of God, you're able to be humble and 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 to be and to be around God. You know, as I you know, the closer I get to God, the more unholy and unrighteous I see myself. Right. I don't see myself as more righteous. Exactly. You know, the closer right. I get to God, the more unholy and the more That's dirty right. I feel That's and right. I see myself. So when you're constantly getting closer to God, you're in, your perspective is always that you're right. a sinner and you're able to go to sinners. Yeah. But if you're, you know, lallygagging and you're not having that close relationship with God, you can fall into self-righteousness right. and that will block humility mm -hmm. and block that 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 um that area in your life where you're able to
pour out love right. upon exactly. anybody, exactly. whether they're homosexual yeah. or whether they're a stone cold murderer or a thief or whoever. Yeah, what ends up happening is that um, I think when you're uh, mentioning the church, it's like a lot of people, they get saved. And like you said, with the whole self-righteousness, it's like all of a sudden they raise the standard. Like, okay, God, I'm saved now, so let's raise the bar for everyone. You can't do this. You can't do this. And, you know, you can't come here and be saved. Like very similar picture that we see with the Sons of Thunder, you know, when they were in the town. And he's like, yo, let's call fire down. It's like, yo, what do you, you know, and, and Jesus had to rebuke them, right? James and John. So it's the same thing. Like a lot of people, they get saved and then all of a sudden they want to raise the standard because right. now they're in. Now they're walking with God. They're saved. They're good. So now they're good. And all of a sudden, yo, oh, you need to be at this level. So, and that's completely wrong. Right. Yeah. You know? So shout out to the men and the women that are living in that lifestyle and they're practicing that lifestyle. I just want to say that um, we're all sinners saved by grace. Amen. Um, yeah. And our prayer is that um, just like um, Jesus spoke, talking to Nicodemus, and I just want to read that because it's for everybody, right. right? Including that people that live like that. And sometimes I try, try not to say, that, like it's a community, like they're separate, like they're sure. they're men and women, they're yeah. human beings, they're right. you know image bearers, right? That's that's the potential. Um, Pre-saved, like we want everybody to be saved. Amen. I don't care what community you're from. Yeah. Word. Right. Yep. Um, so in John three sixteen, Jesus told Nicodemus, "For God so loved the world." that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, right? And we were living in sin, right? I don't care if you was sleeping with, you know, 10 million women, or you sleeping with one, if it's outside of God's design, you was living in sin, and we was all living in sin. Yep. And we all had to come to the point where we had to decide to forfeit our lives and mm. take on the life of Jesus Christ. And we have... Eternal life, we're saved. Our future and our eternal destiny is secure in Christ. And it's a free gift. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is accept it. Uh, and if you're out there and you're struggling or you're living that lifestyle, um, God is God is here and he's waiting to hear from you. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. But now let's get into chapter 19. So, so, so Lot was sitting at the gate. He sees the men. He runs to them just like his uncle did. They're like, yo, we're going to sleep in the streets. They want all the smoke. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like no, 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 come inside the house. And I read it, and I was like, Lot knew it was crazy out there. Hey, yeah. Lot was like, yo, B, there's a bunch of autonomous zones. There might be some chops <laughs> and some chazzes. <laughs> what? Yo, dog, there might have been That's a chaz and a yeah. chop. Oh, That's right. real talk. Because for him to be like, yo, dog, you can't sleep out here. Like, it's not safe. He was right. urgent in his right. speech. Right. Like, yeah. it says he was persistent in telling them, yo, come to the house. Come to the house. Like, you can't just be out here free nilly-willy. You know what I mean? And... That's what I thought. I was like, yo, it was bad. It was like, it was like the Warriors. You remember the, the Warriors? <laughs> yo, yeah, no Warriors. sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> no sleep till Brooklyn. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy out there. So now you yeah. mentioned he was at the gate, mm -hmm. you know? So that's a position that Lot held in the city, mm -hmm. right? So we see this progression where he pitched his tent towards, towards Sodom. Towards Sodom. And now he's holding a high position, like a government official. Like that. Right. 
governor in Sodom, and now. they call him out later too. Right. <laughs> so, so well, one other thing I want to I want to also point out is that notice that it was the two angels that came to him. The Lord did not come. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that kind of like stood out to me because it's like, yo, we know from Peter's that he was righteous, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was justified. But he didn't have a walk. He didn't have a relationship. Mm. So that's like that a, a good point. So awesome. the Lord could not go. That's the Lord and the angels came and showed up with Abraham because Abraham not only is he justified, he was that. sanctified. Mm. So yeah. we could have fellowship together. I never thought about the Lord mm. not being there. But the Lord could not go. He sent the angels because I can't have fellowship with him. Wow, mm. that's dope. You yeah. saved, but yeah. yo, the fellowship. You love the world. Mm. Talk. No, that's crazy. No, that's a crazy. saved soul, but a wasted life. That's right. Yep. That was Lot. Mm. He was saved. He was in the right standing in front of God. He was righteous, but his life was a waste. That's right. right? So you don't think he was there on behalf of God? Minis- yes. Minis- yeah. Ministering yes. and show- shining a little bit of a light to that but dark community. He compromised. Because I don't think he was yeah. supposed to be there. Yeah, probably well, not. Yeah, because we get it from the, how he made his decision. Right? Yeah, he went maybe lust he, to the eyes. Right, maybe, maybe he was like, yo, let me go over there to preach the word of God. But we're going to see how the yeah. people look at him. Right. But let's, let's, let's read on, right? So, so the angels are like, nah, we, we hear the square. It could have been an area where visitors come, and it's probably a place where you could kind of spend the night and rest. Lot was like, nah. These guys was like, yo, <laughs> bring it on. We want the smoke. Lot was like, nope. Persistent. Let's go. Again, that's the culture. I don't know if Lot realized who they were. I don't think he thought they were angels. I don't believe mm. so. Okay. He just knew that they were strangers. And him being in his position and him being righteous and godly, like, right? I don't want this to happen to you guys. Yeah, he knew what was about to so, go down. So, all right, let's 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 go. Come to the house. You know, I'm I'm gonna cook food. I'm gonna take care of you guys. Um, what we read up to four? To, we read up three. to three. So, yeah. So let's go. Uh, four to to eleven. Yeah, yeah. Now, before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. Then they said, this one came in to stay here, and he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Mm-mm-mm. Crazy, bro. This is, this is madness. <laughs> yo, it said old and, and young. That's the thing that stood out to me. Yo, old and young. All the people from every quarter came through. 
surrounded the place. Listen, the people, the people realize, all right, we got some strangers in here. Who is these guys? All right, they probably looked manly, you know, mm. just, just toxic masculinity just oozing <laughs> Yo, like from their pores, up. like men, like men, men, dog. They don't care. Yeah. So what? What were? What were their desire? Now we're seeing the symptoms of the culture, yep. right? That was just pride. That Carefree. was just carefreeness. That was just gluttony. arrogant, gluttony, arrogance, haughty. All of that. We're yeah. gonna see what comes out of that. Yep. All right. So what did they? What did the guys want? They said, "Bring them out so we can know them carnally." They wanted they to want, rape them. Yeah. They wanted yeah, sexual relations right. with the men. So yep. the men in the town wanted to rape these two men that they saw. Yep. Like gang. Gang mm-hmm. rape. A gang rape. That's that's what's happening. That's what's being described over here. Yep. That's the reason Lot was so urgent. Like, yo, you guys can't stay out here for the night. I'm going to take care of you guys. Guys, come under my roof for protection. Yeah. So now when these guys is like, yo, Lot, bring them out. What's, what's going on? And Lot, now Lot is dealing with them. And he says, please, my brethren. Like, that's the relationship, you yeah, know. He was like, yeah. yo, man, y'all my brothers. Like, yo, brother, please. Like, you know, he tried to, you know, appease them. But you could right. see he was at a point of compromise with them. You know, being an official. Because they even call him out. Right. You know, they like, yo, dog, you, you a stranger and you make yourself a judge. Like, they, it's like, we had enough of you. We had enough of, like, you being righteous. You, but, you know, that, like like that attitude of just constantly trying to compromise and appease and uh, make agreements and negotiations, and we have to uh, um, um, coexist. You know that right. attitude that Lot had the whole time. Like, yeah, we could coexist. Yeah, we could we could be together. We don't, you know, you so, know, Lot probably had reason. an attitude like, your life is your life, my life is my life. You don't, you know, what you do don't bother me. So he's getting to that point where they're like, yo, we're tired of that. I just see that where it says where they it says he keeps acting as a judge. To me, that seems like they're defined. They're tired of him trying to tell them how to live righteously. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. So to me, I feel like, yeah, he calls them brethren because they're living in the same place. But I feel like he's there and he's promoting some sort of godly righteousness to these people. He's shining the light of God to them. I agree with you. You I know, agree. so I, I I think that he was there for a reason. He may not have initially been been there, but the Lord's plan is perfect and he uses people even if they're not supposed to be there. God is using him to shine his light. But you know what was wrong with Lot? And like you said, they're like, "Oh, you coming over here telling us what to do, trying to be a judge, trying to be all righteous." His testimony was ineffective because his whole life was compromised. That's what it was. So we're like, we're not listening to you, dog. We see you. We see how you roll. Yep. Your life is compromised. Your life is wasted. So your testimony is of no effect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they was like, yo, man, get out of here before we we go to handle. You want some? Yeah. I think think about it as like like being a politician. Right. You know, like being a politician and being a Christian. And like you said, it's... it's, um, you know, you could sit there and be like, oh, I want these policies and all of that. But your lifestyle, no. you're in the back end making compromising. You're compromised somewhere. You're not going to stand for yeah. the truth. Yeah. Where they're like, yo, you got to understand his heart to go over there was because the land was plush. Right. They're like, right. yo, we know why you over here. You trying to come up like everybody else. Like, 
you got to understand the whole reasoning of him even pitching this Ted towards yeah. there. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Right. So they they probably see him moving and shaking in the city, and they're like, "Yo, dog, we know what you're about. Don't come and judge us about this. You love it. What right up? You love yeah. the life. Yeah, like right. you you making money. You doing this. You the man now. Don't judge us." Don't come and judge us about this because you got your own thing that's going on that ain't right. You know, you know, it's a picture of like, you know, when I hear um, when I hear some people use that that excuse, oh, I got to be all things to all men. And, you know, and you hear some folks going to the bar, uh, I'm going to evangelize or, you know, but I'm going to drink with them and get drunk or whatever to show that I'm the same person or, you know, you know, we're the same. I'm just I'm a believer. You know, and I'm gonna share the gospel while I'm getting drunk or whatever, or I'm gonna be cursing at the pulpit, or I'm gonna, you know, be hanging out. Where you see a a person compromising and now um, and using these excuses to try to share the gospel with someone when that's totally ineffective. Like we cannot become like the world to try to help the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have to stand out and be holy. You know, the Lord called us to be separate, and it's only through holiness. Right. Can we be effective with the gospel? You cannot be yeah. like them. Mm-hmm. You got to be outside of the world and love the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can still love the world and not be a part of it. So, and that's where people, um, some of these folks tend to compromise yeah. and their whole gospel and testimony is totally ineffective. Being, being a light to the dark world. Right. Right. Shining the light, shining the glory of God. How are you going to be a light if, you, if you're trying to be dark? <laughs> Right. Shining your darkness, right. trying to be like them. That's that's actually a great point. But again, what what did how was Lot trying to appease these men? Yeah, he was get ready to give up his daughters. Now you so. see, now you see the compromise. Right up. Right, and and again, number one, we're seeing the status of women in a pre-Christian world. Word. Right, women they weren't. They had no position. They had no rights. They wasn't valued. No value. And this is your daughters, your two daughters. And he was like, "Yo, listen, here, take them. You could do whatever you want with them." Matter of fact, he described them. He was like, "Yo, they don't know no man." Like it was kind of like propping them up. Like yo, they're prime. You know, uh, according to what these men wanted to do. Right. You could see he's like, "Yo, they don't know no man. They virgins. Like they're the best that I have. I'm offering to you." So so the, the decision to even offer that you're seeing the influence mm-hmm. of um the society that he was in, how it affected him. Yep. Right? So you had you had um Lot had too much God for Sodom and too much Sodom in him for God. Mm. Mm-hmm. He was in this weird yeah. and right. <laughs> just ineffective, just a waste. Yeah. Right. But he was safe. Right. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you're, you're seeing his decision to a, a, a situation, a hostile, a violent situation where you almost got assaulted and raped. But you're offering your two young daughters who were betrothed, right? Yes. They, were, they weren't married they yet, were, yeah. but they were betrothed, engaged, yeah. engaged yeah. and you're willing to send them out to the wolves to get destroyed. So now you're seeing the value of women. Now you're seeing, um, you're seeing the the mentality of Lot, yeah. right? And also, you know, I, I think I, I I touched on it last week. How in that culture, right, when a visitor come to your house, the guests 
take a position that's even higher than your family because he was like yo listen these guys are under my roof Word. so now he comes into the the minor i got to do whatever i can to protect them because they're priority number one even over my family yep and you see even though the decision is wrong yeah, yeah i don't care what you say yeah. right what culture you in <laughs> the decision was wrong but you're just getting an insight in his heart right, right. you're getting the insight of how his relationship with god was and it wasn't it wasn't close it wasn't yeah. tight yeah and you see and you see the effects um that sin have in your life with little compromises it just takes little compromises and it comes to a decision where you're ready to give up your daughters to be gang raped and practically murdered you know and the thing is like when you look at for example um when you watch these documentaries on like uh like jeffrey Dahmer or all these serial killers you know, it wasn't, they didn't just get up and become murderers. Right. It started off with something small. And majority of them started off with pornography. Right. Majority, when you read, when you follow all these guys, they, they said, yo, we used to watch pornography. And then from the pornography, it escalated to, yo, killing little animals. Right. And then killing bigger animals. And then it progressed to raping. And then it progressed to murdering people and cutting body parts. You see that is the pornography and all these things. Is these little sins that progress. So right. don't ever think that. Um, the sin is like, oh, it's just me, you know, or I'm just watching this. It doesn't affect me. It's not going to, it's not going to have no effect on my life. Mm -hmm. It will, because you see the decision that he made just from being surrounded in this sinful state, the decision he made was like, yo, take my daughters and gang rape them and practically murder them. And you see just the society, um, you know, when, when, when the women and as men, you supposed to protect the women and the children. Mm hmm. You know, and I look at it like when a, you know a society is bad when the women and the children are not protected. Mm. And you see it with Lot here, you know, uh, both his daughters, which are women, but they were his children. That, that was his children, too. Right. Those are his kids. Yeah. And he threw all of that out the window. So when you when I'm seeing a society where the women and the children like Angelo, I think, mentioned last week with like abortion and you, you see about just um just the rise in sex trafficking, right. you know, how sex trafficking is running rampant in, in the country. It's just like when the women and the children are not being protected, dog, society is at this point where right. God is like, yeah, this outcry is getting real. And just the attitude also of the men um, that, you know, like you were saying, that lifestyle, it's not to be, it's not to coexist. It's always the attitude was to break the door down. Yeah. Right. It's it's not to oh we're gonna live alongside you oh lot oh you you want nah. those two men protected all right cool that's your that's your jurisdiction change everything gonna, nah 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 we want to break the door down we right. we want what we want you seeing the heart and it's not to be be to to live alongside bro yeah. the attitude here and and also like when you read I think in Judges they had the same attitude mm -hmm. where it was like yo break the door down. You know, yo, we want to be, we want to take over this. It's not about tolerance. It's not about tolerance. That's the word I was looking for. And I couldn't, the word couldn't come. <laughs> and, and listen, it's not about tolerance. It's, it's not, right. it's not a coincidence that in Genesis six, before the judgment of God, we're reading about sexual immorality. Right. And then now in Sodom and Gomorrah, before the judgment of God, we're reading about sexual immorality. It's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And it's something, you know, obviously there was tons of other sins. Why is that symptom always highlighted? Right. Why is God highlighting this symptom? And if you fast forward in the future, right, what are we talking about? Just like the days of Noah. Right. Right. 
those things are referenced. Christ is like in Luke, he was like, yo, remember Lot's wife. Mm-hmm. These yeah. places are being referenced about the coming judgment. Yeah. That's right. to come. Yeah. Two quick points. One, I, I I see I think it was horrendous that decision to try and throw his daughters out there. But I obviously I don't think that there's that father daughter relationship like we know it now because obviously we see what his two daughters did to him later on. You know, yeah, but, but that's from you I know, think that's from being in the city. I think that's I, from either being, way, like they, I don't be, see a father daughter relationship yeah, because yeah, they were yeah. like, Oh well let's just do this but, to with yeah, pops, but, so yeah, we but could, that's I think that's came from a decision of a lot p- raising them in the city, being in that environment. Yeah. You know, that's that's what they that's what they saw that's, all that's around. Right. Look at these men; these men yeah. is, is sexually they depraved, and even like what you said with Noah again, you know the the sons of God going on to the daughters of men again. The women were not protected. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's I like that. it's like that's the environment. The environment is not to protect the women, and I think as men, when you when you have a society where the men are not protecting the women and are not protecting the children, bro, God gets to a point where it's like, all right. The the other point I, I was mm. trying to bring out is just the relentlessness of sin. Mm. It says here yeah. these people were blinded. And they were still trying to find the door right. <laughs> so that they became weary trying to find the door. Bro, that's sin. And when you, you let it grow and progress, yeah. that fire. it's relentless. Like, yeah. can you imagine these people? They, I'm still going to go and, and rape these dudes. I can't see, but I'm going to rape them. Like, really, dude? It's, it's, it's an unquenchable fire, dog. Yeah. You, keep throwing, you keep throwing stuff in the fire, it's going to want more. Yeah. Bro. Right, and now we're seeing um, and the angels saving Lot and mm. and you know striking them with blindness, physically to match what they were spiritually, because yeah. they were already spiritually blind. blind. Facts. That's right. Mm. You might as well be physically blind. Right up. You don't see nothing. Right. You're in darkness. Right up. Right. Um. So so they they grab, they saved. You know this is this is this is crazy. Action packed. So they save, you know, they reach out, grab Lot. You would think, yo, I was able to see three seconds ago. Now I can't see nothing. Somebody somebody take me home. <laughs> right, right. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These guys, obviously, we, we're dealing with something supernatural now. Right? right? But nah. Nah. They, they don't they, care. They, they, they don't care. Like, dog, we want a piece of that. Right? So you, you're seeing, you're seeing... Like you said, and just sin, dog. It's yo, 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 that's why Jesus Christ had to die mm-hmm. mm. for things, for sin and the cause, what it does. Dog, it's not light. This is serious. Yep. It's serious. It got to the point where God had to come down and check it. Like, that's serious for him to leave his place and come down to see how real it is. Like, that's where they were at. But, mm-hmm. you know. All right, so let's let's read on. Let's go from twelve to uh, seventeen. Then the men said to Lot, "Have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city? Take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it." So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters and said, get up, get out, get out of this place for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. 
When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to them. And they brought him out and set him outside the city. So it came to pass, when they had brought them outside, that he said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Yep. So, listen. Who you got? Who's your peoples? Yes. This place is about to get destroyed, right? Let go talk see. to your son-in-laws. Go talk to your family. Y'all got to get out of here ASAP. Um, and Lot being a joke, because your life is a joke. Because right. your life is full of compromise. Mm-hmm. Not even your son-in-law took you serious. Because mm-hmm. they was hanging out at the spot. And you're trying to convince them and tell them that destruction is coming and they don't take you serious and you see the difference between him and noah you know the the, when noah was righteous lord told him build a boat and his in-laws were saved right you know he had three daughter-in-laws and they they got they hopped on the boat they were saved but with lot he couldn't save his in-laws because of the compromise in his life you know so you just the damage that it did to his testimony, to now, you know, he's coming and he's like, yo, the Lord told me this, the Lord told me that. They probably be like, the Lord told you? The Lord, <laughs> the Lord be talking to you? Yo, get from my, get like, away yo, get from me, man. Get out of here. Yeah, this is the same, the same thing like, you know, we um, we said uh, before with, with Abraham, when he, when he came and told the service, yo, made a covenant with the Lord, we all got to get circumcised. The whole crew. Everybody. Immediately. Nobody said he was joking and that was painful. Right. Grown men to get circumcised, but right. everyone just listened and obeyed because they knew he had a relationship and he walked with the Lord without mm-hmm. compromise. And that's that's a perfect example. How are you gonna tell somebody if you live in a compromised life? How are you gonna tell somebody, yo, Jesus Christ is coming back? Mm. How are you gonna tell somebody, yo, destruction is coming? Yep. They gotta tell you, yo, get up off of my phone. It's like he's coming for you too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's you, that's, sure you ain't part of it. Yeah, and that's a perfect picture of that. Nah, that's no, exactly what you was, it was a joke. Your life was a joke. Yep. So, and this you, I see that you could be somebody that is saved, but then your your life is a waste. God can't even use you to save others. Right. right? You have no testimony. Your testimony is ruined. Um, you're ineffective. And honestly, this is a result of Abraham's prayer. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Abraham prayed. Abraham interceded for for the Lord. And the Lord had mercy where he came to, to and you see how the angels are moving. They're like, yo, dog, we can't do nothing until you get out. Word up. You got to get out the city because we can't move. And it says he lingered. He lingered. Because he didn't want to leave. Yeah. He lingered. You know why? Because you had a lot. Yep. You was about to lose a lot. Dog, you was the man. Yeah. You you are you are a politician, you an official, you're a judge, you your know. Possession, you got you possession. Wealth. Exactly. You was the man in there and this whole thing is gonna get destroyed and you gotta leave all of that behind. So it was yo dog, that life. You love the life. You love the life. And you lingered, you know, you was you was your your feet was slow, you was dragging your feet. But but God is faithful and merciful. And who he is. Listen, I'm not gonna destroy the righteous. 
And even though your life was trash, you're ineffective. You was probably trying to kick it to people and tell them about God and preach. But they looked at you like you was a clown. And, and even the, the men that were close to you, you was a joke to them mm-hmm. in your testimony. Yeah. But while you lingered, we seeing the patience of God. Because to me, it sounded like they stayed the whole night. Right. <laughs> right? The, uh, and these guys probably, they was banging on the door until they probably got tired. Be like, hey, oh, we're going to come back after breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> For dessert. <laughs> it, went, it, went from a full, you know it went from a full parade and it started to trickle out. Trickle, now, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. This door is this what what, this what type of wood you got for this door? <laughs> <laughs> There's some good construction over here, lot. Yeah, but a lot was up, lot had money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it probably your yeah. <laughs> he had that reinforced door. He had the, he had the kryptonite lock. <laughs> the, the, he had the kryptonite lock on it. With but yo, be but, but it got to the point. Yo, he he was lingered. You be the angel was like, yo, 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 man, yo. You could tell the angel probably bit his teeth. Like, yo, yo, bro, what are you? That's that's the fifth time you packed that bag, bro. What are you doing? Yo, let's go. Let's go. Where he grabbed, you know, him and the wife and the kids. Like, yo, be grabbed them by the hand, and you could just see, just probably getting dragged. Wait, wait, wait you be you, yo, no, no, no. I got this. I got it. Yo, getting dragged through the street. They be like, yo, what's going on? Yo, dog, get out. And and the Lord was holding back the wrath until, yo, they was like, yo, we can't do anything. Fact. So so you seen the angels? They got their marching orders. Mm-hmm. Right. This is our job. Yeah, we on a mission. This is what we're supposed to do. We have to finish this first. Right. We have to get you clear from here clear. before we could do this. This guy's driving, dragging his feet. So now they're like, yo, grab them, grab the daughter-in-law, grab the wife. We got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Where we read up to? 17? Yes. Yeah. And it says, do not look behind you nor stay anywhere in the plane. Okay. So, yeah. Again, the angel told them, you know, don't look behind. Where are we at? 19? Specific 18, orders. 18. Specific. 18? Yep. Okay. Don't look behind you. Yeah, you could read. Go. Keep going. 18 to what? Let's go to 18 to 22, I guess. All right. And Lot said to them, Oh, no, my lords. Behold, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life. But I cannot escape to the hills, lest the disaster overtake me and I die. Behold, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my life will be saved. He said to him, Behold, I grant you this favor also, that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Escape there quickly, for I can do nothing till you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. This guy is so pitiful. Like, that was cool. He was pitiful. His life was pitiful. Oh, you love the life, V. The life, Yo, the life consumed him. V. He said, "Oh no!" How do you say "Oh no"? When you get a direct command, a direct order to save your life. To so, save your life. So let me ask you a question: Is it because this guy, the journey was too long? He was tired. He knew he wouldn't be able to cover the distance before the destruction come. Or was he scared? Well, why do you think he he says that? I think he oh, still want to be in the city setting. 
Because you see, he said, you'll because uh, you remember, he said, yo, go to the hills. And he was like, no, why don't I go to this little city closer uh, by? Yeah. So I think he still wanted to be around the city setting. Right. They, they sent him to the mountains. Right. But he was he like, I want to be in the city. Yo, B, that's what I know. I can't. I won't survive in the mountains. And then what did the angel say? I have favored you. Yeah, okay. All right, Duke. All right. It was kind of like, you know. Uh, mercy. Mercy. Yeah, mercy. Yeah. Was that city supposed to get destroyed also? Zoar? Yeah. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, it was it was supposed to be Sodom, Sodom and Go, some Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know if Zoar was supposed to be destroyed. Because wasn't it five cities or something like that? I because he because he because he says yeah. I will not overthrow this city, which you have spoken. So is it that that city wasn't in the scope of destruction, or because you're gonna be there? So now again. Okay. Showing the mercy right, of right. God, yeah, it was supposed to be, and story, how right. one person that is righteous can save the city, right? Mm-hmm. Where with where God's mercy and God's uh, uh, grace is extended to a city, un- totally unaware, because Lot is there, right? So that's that's what I'm asking. Like, was Zoar in the scope? Because mm-hmm. it was, you know, obviously Sodom and Gomorrah was a group of cities. Was Zohar in the scope to get destroyed? But because, you know, um, a lot ended up there, they was like, all right, we're not going to destroy this yeah, one. Yeah, that's what it is. Your prayer, your pitiful prayer mm-hmm. <laughs> is answered. You could go over there. We're not going to destroy it. Nah, but you're, it you're, that doesn't make sense. If Zohar was committing the same sort of sexual sins as Sodom and Gomorrah, uh-huh. why would it be spared? Grace. So then why wasn't Sodom and Gomorrah Spared if you're saying that because Lot was in that little city. Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah too. And, and it and wasn't. Got, no, they got him out. They got him out. But yeah. what I'm saying is they didn't save the cities because he was there. There was one that was righteous. So, you know, God showed mercy to that one who was righteous. But I don't see how you guys are putting that. So, so he read, saved read that what, city. So the angel said, right? Hurry, right? So so now you're seeing a prayer. I mean, verse I see 21, what you're saying. I see what you're saying right there. That he so he that. says, all right, I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. So my question is, was is he not going to overthrow this city because now Lot is there? So now you're seeing the grace, right? Now you're seeing a person that is righteous and the the love God has, just just his character, like mercy, grace, patience and because lot is there that extends to everybody in that town that was supposed to get overthrown but they was like all right man you I was just, already dragging your feet they was like yo you're supposed to go to the mountains but then you see lot praying and then god answering pray, his prayer praying or begged it's like, a, it's a, <laughs> it was different. a pitiful prayer i just feel like if you're you're what you're saying is because lot was now in that city that it was saved not Where just because of that. I, I believe that the Lord will have mercy on whoever he'll have mercy and great. You'll be. That's okay. That's the Lord. You know, again, I go back to that scripture because we can go tick for tack when it comes to the Lord's mercy. And that'll get you in trouble as a believer. You know, you, you like I said, something to before you and something to before somebody else. And you'd be like, oh, why? Why did their husband or why did their wife survive cancer and minds didn't? You know, it's it's you'll be it's the Lord, B. It's all the Lord's favor. So I agree 
you know, reading it now, I see, yeah, you know, he's like your dog. I'm not going to overthrow that city because though you begged me, you don't want to go to the mountains, cool. So now that city will get a spare because of that. Because the principle is that the Lord is not going to destroy the righteous. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And because the righteous is there, that means the Lord is not going to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like the example, I agree with, um, I understand the example you give, like with the cancer and stuff like that. I think the only thing I can't reconcile is, you know, in an example like that, it's kind of like you're blaming God for the the illness. You understand what I'm saying? Nah, I mean, or the outcome of it. Yeah, I mean, as as far as um, like you praying for it. Yeah, you like yeah, Lord I prayed. Pray. Yeah, I yeah, prayed yeah, yeah. just like okay. like it could be a job. Like your Lord, I was praying just like I, he right, was praying, right, and he right. got the job, and I didn't get the job. It's like, so, but the Lord could see the bigger picture. You don't know what the Lord has. Planned. And would you would you tie that to the New Testament where it talks about a believer, a believing husband, or a believing wife and an unbelieving spouse? And the idea is like. You know, you're you're yoked, you're unequally yoked, but the Lord said, if right? it's if it's good, right? If the marriage is working, you don't have to leave, because right. possibly you could sanctify that house. Uh-huh. So I, I'm 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 trying to see if there's a correlation, because obviously this is based on God's principle and not destroying the righteous with the wicked. And because you're complaining, maybe you're overweight and you can't make it to the mountains. Or it's about to get dark, and you know if you're out here in the desert by yourself, you're gonna get killed. It's some something with Lot where he's kind of like, "Yo, I'm not gonna make it over there." And you see, the Lord is like, "All right, I'm gonna grant you this," and he right. goes to this town. Yep. Obviously, this town was still wicked. It was part of part of this community, and that town gets spared. Right. No, I th- I think you're right because um, linking it back to you know Genesis 14 when there was um the whole war. That was going on when Abraham went to first, when he first went to deliver Lot, when he first went and saved Lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, over there, we already know Lot was out of the will of God because he had to go and get delivered. Right. But in that, in that portion, the, all the different places was named. It was um, Sodom. It was Gomorrah. It was Adma. It was Zeboim. And it was Zoar. Mm. So it was these five towns. Yeah. Right. So that means they were all together because they were um, adjacent to one another. Right. Um, and then when you, when you read in Deuteronomy 29, when Moses was dealing with the children of Israel, when he was talking about, you know, like just giving them the history and for them to not fall into the ways of what happened in Sodom, he mentions, so he mentioned Deuteronomy 29, he says, um, starting at verse 23, he says, the whole land burned out with brimstone and salt, nothing sown and nothing growing where no plant can sprout an overthrow like that of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma. And Zeboim. So he includes the four. Didn't include Zoah. But he didn't include Zoah. So he spared that one city because of yeah. Lot. Nah, definitely. I see it. That's just God's character. Lot prayed. Yeah. And he was like, all right, man. So Zor got mercy because of Lot. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just looking at it in our lives. Right? And this is a man that was compromised. Yep. Right. Right? Um, let's be the Abraham where we're spending time with God, where we live in holy. And the effects that we could have in our communities are, you know what I'm saying, in our environment. Yeah. We don't see it. We can't see it. Like, Lot didn't realize it. Right. But, and the people of Zoar, who were still wicked, who were still doing madness, they didn't realize they just got spared. Because yeah. this right. guy just, he got dragged over there. 
And right. he wasn't even doing it because he cared about Zoa. It, no. it was selfish. He's lazy. So selfish, yeah, right. he was like, "Yo, dog, I can't be. In, I can't live in the mountains, dog. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not built for that life." Right. You know. So it wasn't even done. It was done selfishly, but the Lord used it to spare the lives of others. So let's go uh, 23 to uh, 29. The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zor. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Then he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and he saw and behold, the smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass, when God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow, which he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. dwelt. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember Lot's wife. Um, you see her heart was um, in Sodom. She was part of Sodom. She didn't want to leave. She loved it. You know, she looked back and unfortunately she turned into a pillow of salt. Yeah, and the word is, she just didn't just look back. Like it wasn't just a simple look back. It was, you know, the word is like intent, you know, just like longing. It was like a really, like her heart was really there. Like that was her town. That was her city. That was her country. That was her culture. That was her background. That's who she was. You know, Sodom was who she was. You, it's just not, she wasn't just thinking about the wickedness. It was just everything about Sodom. You could think about the parties and the memories. She had all these things and it was tied to this, this wicked city. And, you know, I, you know, I think um, I read somewhere where it was like, she probably, probably even started heading back. You know, it wasn't just like she turned around. It was kind of like, you know, they going this way. And she's like, no, nah, I can't probably stopped and started walking back. Like, this is this is where I'm from. Like if they're gonna if they're gonna perish, I'm gonna perish with them. You know, I'm ready to die. You know, so it was it was it was to that point. And um, Jude seven says in a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. So Jude says the surrounding towns like Zoar and and it says they serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. So, and that fire that it says that came down, it was like, it's from the Lord's throne. Mm. It was this eternal fire. It wasn't, it wasn't like something that was from this dimension or this, this place. It was something from eternity, this fire that came down, this wrath that came down on this city. Cause it cleaned everything. (sighs) Nothing is growing over there. Mm. I have a slightly different view on Lot's wife. Go ahead. Should I buckle my (laughs) seatbelt? No, because I'm I'm thinking that um no, you're totally right. I totally agree in terms of like, you know, um her heart was with Sodom. You know, um, and that's where she she had a long desire for it. But I think her doing the whole action of following and leaving with a lot, right? That means I'm just thinking, nah, mm-hmm. entertain me and then you guys could blast me. <laughs> she didn't leave a lot. The angel grabbed the hand, B. Well, well, yeah. The they angel were, grabbed they were linger, linger, linger. Yeah, they, yeah, they were lingering. <laughs> but I think she was 
practically orthodox in her belief in terms of I believe in God intellectually. You, you understand what I'm saying? So she was a believer, okay? She understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. She saw judgment was coming. She was dragged by the angels. Mm-hmm. She followed along. But what happened is that her heart was divided. Okay. Intellectually, she understood God. Mm. But her heart, Right. So what ends up happening is that you could have a total intellectual understanding of who God is, what he's about, but the heart will always make a convert of the mind right. if the heart is undivided. Mm. So that's like, you know, we see that Solomon writes about, yo, protect your heart, guard your heart. David talks about it, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because your mind could be filled with knowledge. And I just say that in terms of like, I look at myself and I, I can read the scriptures, read, read like, you know, your favorite scripture in John 5. You could be digging in these scriptures and if you don't know, you can know the Bible, but if you know know the God of the Bible, right. it's a waste of time. Yeah, you're just wasting your time. So I'm seeing her as where she intellectually understood who God was, and she was orthodox right. in her understanding. But her heart converted her mind, and now she became a monument of disobedience. Mm. I think what you're saying totally aligns with what Mike said. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, the same yeah. thing. It's, it's right. not. It's not you, you guys are saying the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. big. Yeah. And I, I just look at it as just um I think we went over there as far as culture. You know, like that was her culture. You know, right. that that was her identity. Right. You know, and like you said, it was intellectually like you could have said it, but in her heart, her identity wasn't yeah. with God. It wasn't yeah. about God. Where I think it was different for a lot, where that's why he was called righteous. Right. You know, though he was in compromise, but his heart, you know, it, his identity, it was still with the Lord. But mm. just with her, that's why she was tu- that's why she turned back. Mm. You know, she turned back because she didn't want to leave. That was her home. That's all she knew. And she didn't she was ready to mm. die there. You know, and she became a monument that even Jesus Christ um, Word up. spoke about yeah, her. Right. I think it's Luke seventeen. That's the yeah. second shortest scripture. Be right. remember <laughs> Lot's wife, and th- and the context was him talking about the coming destruction. Mm-hmm. Right? right, like oh, when's your second coming? Da, da, da. And he was like, "Yo, don't be like Lot's wife, where your heart is divided." And and you know what I was and I can't help to get this image every time I read it. Just could you imagine you moving with your wife? You moving with your wife, and then she's just you see your daughters, everybody moving, but somebody's missing. Mm. And in your mind, as a man, you know, Lot loved his wife. That's his wife. You know, the temptation or just the because you was lingering also, but just that she turned around and you got to keep pressing forward. You know, you, you 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 part of the problem. Yeah, you, of course you part of the problem. But I'm just saying, as a man, right? Yeah, like that, like you, like you. I'm glad you even said that because you know it's your fault. Right. You're like your dog. Right. This is look look what I just did. I just mm. destroyed my family. But the temptation not to turn back, like your dog. Like okay, this just happened. This is my wife. You know, this is this, we're one, and you gotta keep pressing forward like that was dog i can't hope to mm. think you'll be that was hard to be if you love father mother <laughs> that's what jesus christ Son, said right that was hard more than me if yeah. you love any of those people more than me Crazy. you're not worthy and at least lot did <laughs> he obeyed in that part yeah right. he understood and he did and so. that was hard yeah i, I, but I can't course, hope to think about yeah, that that's like that's your yeah, that's your wife listen B. you lost everything yeah you lost your family right 
All right. You even end up losing your daughters because of what we got to read. Yeah. You lost all the possessions that you came in. You came in rich. Yeah. Because you had a lot of stuff. A lot of livestock. Dog, yeah. You lost your testimony. You lost your name. You lost everything because of the compromise that you did. Yeah. You almost lost your life. You got out of there by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> Smoke. <laughs> your, your, your jacket, fire, your, your jacket still smells like, smelling like sulfur. <laughs> and that's the crazy thing about it. Like, Jude says that, you know, snatching them out the fire, hating the scent of the garment. Yeah. Could you imagine? Duke probably was putting out. <laughs> Stop dropping roll. <laughs> mm. Some of that. Get it off me. Some of that eternal fire touched the garment. Mm. <laughs> You're lot. You still my you man, want, though. You don't want nothing with that eternal fire, dog. All right, let's and, let's hold on. But this is, and this is real history. If anybody want to check it out, check out like um because there's archaeological evidence of it. It's archdiscovery.com where they actually found the areas which is near the Dead Sea where nothing grows and there's still lines of uh, of white ashes. And they say that the they actually tested it and they said the sulfur there does not fit what's typical in the periodic table. And some mm. other scientists try to claim and say, oh, it could be from volcanic um, eruptions and from, you know, ashes from that. And they tested volcano ashes and they said it's totally different. They said this sulfur here, it's like this pure type thing that they don't understand. That's so crazy. there's actual archaeologic evidence of the ashes and there's still bits of the brimstone and there's residue of, of still bones with fried bone marrow. Wow. They found that in wow. yeah, this archaeology. So archdiscovery.com. All right, let's finish it up the rest of the chapter. Then Lot went up out of Zor and dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him. For he was afraid to dwell in Zor, and he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. Now the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man on the earth to come into us as is the custom of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. It happened on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, Indeed, I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drink wine tonight also, and you go in and lie with him, that we may preserve the lineage of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Thus both the daughters of Lot were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. And the younger, she also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the people of Ammon to this day. Sad. Sad life, sad ending. Totally gross. You'll be your children, be for your children to plot that against you. So, what do you think? What do you think? What What was their their mind frame? The daughters. Well, one of the first things I think of is that um, just the whole idea is that Lot made it out, but you see, he lost his entire family. His wife turned to a pillar of salt. And his daughters resulted to this, you know. I mean, this is so. This is all a result of living a compromised life and being surrounded by allowing that to come into your heart, come into your mind. You seeing this, you hearing this, you speaking of these things. So now, this is the this is the result, the consequences of his compromised life, where his daughters would commit an incestuous act 
and him losing his wife, you know, and that just speaks volumes to us that our actions, you know, can have so many consequences and Mm -hmm. that to remain in that zone, in that zone where we keep short accounts with the Lord um, and not be in that compromised state Mm -hmm. because that will affect wives, children, relatives, friends, coworkers. It go down the line, you know, not protecting your family. Right. Listen, Lot had a chance after he got kidnapped and yeah. he got saved. He's like, yo, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm moving out. Yo, let's move. Let me go find another place to stay. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and, and now we're seeing how the culture of that place where they came from, how it affected the, his daughters. Mm-hmm. Right. So listen, you, you was probably a guy. Not only was your life compromised, you probably didn't pour in to your wife you probably didn't pour into right. your daughters because you had nothing to pour yeah because right. you wasn't getting filled yourself right with god you wasn't getting filled you wasn't spending time with god so what are you going to pour into them your dog they're on the tiktok they're on the ig on the youtube they're on right. the youtube they're on the video games right. all day right. and that's what's framing their their perspective their worldview is being framed by the culture of Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah, they the been, wickedness. They binge right. watching Netflix, dog. Straight, ne- that's it. And them Netflix yep. shows, dog. You already <laughs> and right. and more and was, more the ge- the agendas that they pushing. And we see how God was like, listen, I'm gonna reveal this to Abraham, so that you could teach your generations, right? Yeah. Right. So that the generations after you could walk, could keep righteousness, justice. Mm-hmm. Me revealing stuff. And that happens when you spend time with the Lord. Lot, he had nothing to 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 give to his family, right? So now you're seeing the importance of men being um, leaders in their household and men um, pouring into their wives and pouring into their their children and being that example. Like you was compromised, Lot. Your your son-in-laws ain't respect you, right? And his daughters. So the thing is, I don't know if they thought that everybody was wiped out on the earth mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. probably thinking back about thinking back about uh the, the flood, the flood. Like, oh when they saw it they was like all right this was an act of god god just destroyed everything yeah. but before that this guy complained and wanted to go in zoar when he got in zoar he got scared and ended up going into the mountains <laughs> yeah that's where he was supposed to go you know in the what first I'm place saying? that's where you're supposed to go in the first place but as soon as you got there you got scared you know why because the people in zoar was just like the people in yep. the town that you left, yep. and now they're probably looking at you like, "You ain't from here. Mm. How you got? How you made it out? How you made it out?" <laughs> and that's and, and my cousin in them is is is, <laughs> is ashes. That, yeah, and that's the crazy thing because that's what God already knew. God was like, "You go straight like, go to, go the to the mountains. mountains." Yeah, He already knew that that wow. that whole that whole plan. Yeah, yeah. And you ended up going back you, to the mountains. Now you get Bimmy, so now you go to the mountains. So I'm wondering, and I don't know if if this is what it is. If, cause they said there's no man left, right? Yeah. So they concocted this yeah, idea. I agree. Right? Yeah. Whether the idea or it could be nah, that. No, I mean, cause they knew there was people in Zoar, but they don't know if Zoar got destroyed, cause they left Zoar. Okay. So, so they probably uh, think after they left Zoar, everything got, got leveled. Yeah, they got leveled. Okay. Mm. I see what you're saying. Or it could have been a cultural thing, right? And I, I see, I see that too. There's no husband. Mm-hmm. We have to carry on our pop's name. That's what it was. 
So we got to get him drunk. I don't know what type of. Your dog, they they picked the that Henny, up. They, the Henny mixed with Hypnotic. Your was dog, <laughs> nah, it wasn't no Incredible Hulk. Nah, dog. It probably was that Thug Passion. But like, <laughs> but, but like, but the thing. The, it's not even funny. <laughs> yo, the thing about it is they picked that up growing up in that city. Of course. You know, they picked oh, that up. Yeah. You know, they, you know, and it goes and and it all stems back to the foundation of Lot's heart, what he wanted when Abra when his uncle and him was had to split up. You know, he pitched his tent towards it because he saw the land, and that was his downfall. You know, as a man, you know, you want more. You want to accumulate more. You want to accumulate wealth. You want to accumulate status. You see, and Lot did that. Right. You know, his whole reasoning was to pitch his tent towards Sodom because the land was plush. Then when you get into Sodom, you see that he's a judge. He accumulated wealth. He accumulated status. That is our, that's, you know, that's our kind of our Achilles heel as men. You know, that's always lingering in a man's mind to, 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 uh, to gain more status. Mm -hmm. Like you said before, to be a high value man, you know, you want to gain wealth, you want to gain money, you want to, and that's the temptation. But at what cost? It came to him compromising right. his wife. It came to him compromising. Like, dog, right. the devil's going to make you give something up. Don't think you're going to be out here chasing a bag, chasing money, chasing wealth, chasing status, chasing these things as men, and you're not going to sacrifice something. Dog, you're going to sacrifice family. You're going to sacrifice the things that are important. You know, sure. for, why are you out there chasing the bag? And you're just seeing that with a lot. That, how he get here, how he got here. He got here by your dog. The land was plush, B. Yo, B, he wanted wealth. He looked at his uncle. That's why that when it was happening with his uncle, you see your uncle come out of Egypt. And now it goes even back to Abraham. Mm-hmm. You bringing your nephew to Egypt. Mm-hmm. You going to Egypt, you seeing all the wealth in Egypt. You seeing how your uncle came up in Egypt. You know, but at at what cost? You'll be your uncle through your 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 aunt under the bus. Your uncle mm-hmm. through your aunt under the bus with the whole uh, uh Pharaoh business, right. and then the Pharaoh blessed you. So it's it, you're seeing just how it stemmed from uh, Abraham' bad decision, mm-hmm. bringing his nephew into Egypt. He's seeing all the things in Egypt. He's seeing his uncle accumulate wealth. Mm-hmm. Now he accumulates wealth. Now you want more. Right. Now you you pitch your tent towards Sodom. You go to Sodom. Now you got status, and you're just seeing, like Marcus said, the sin that just keeps on giving. It just keeps you just seeing this thread. How so many people were affected by just one bad decision of dog. There's a there's a there's a famine. Let's go to Egypt. Hagar came out of it. Your nephews, <laughs> your nephews whole yeah. Your nephew get a taste of it. You'll be all. You'll be Egypt. That's why, dog, don't go to Egypt, B, in your life. You'll be just deal with the famine, dog. Deal with the storm. Wherever you at, don't go to Egypt. Or Texas? Nah, ain't nothing wrong with Texas. Texas. Yo, you just spoke to yourself, Texas is open, dog. Texas is open. Texas been open. Shout out out to the Texans. Yo, Texas Texas been open. Yo, listen, so, so Lot's daughter gave him that thug passion, like Mike said. Had him, had him. That hen, that henny white, that white that, henny, that henny mixed with <laughs> henny mixed with henny, because <laughs> he up. was he was gone. Yeah. He didn't even realize what his daughters did. And again, you see their frame of mind, um, them thinking that it's a good idea, um, and it's just sad. Where did they get the wine from? They probably took the wine <laughs> with them. They probably took it from Zoa. 
No, they probably left. Oh, left. they was packing. What you packing, wine? <laughs> Yo, you taking all this time because you want to pack the wine? <laughs> he said, "This is this is a, a, a this a the twenty five. This is the privilege. <laughs> this is from year twenty five. Yo, man, wasting time over here. Right up. That's You're when right. the angels speak. Like, Yo, this is what." <laughs> The angel's like, yo, this is what you got to waste your time for, the wine? Yo. <laughs> yo, let's yo, go. You right, he probably son. got one bottle. Yo, B. He was like, yo, this is vintage. He was like, yo. <laughs> I should smack. Yo, but the crazy thing about it, you see how <laughs> your d- <laughs> angel's is like, yo, man, if I could smack. Yo, what's wrong with this guy, B? Yo, B, there's something wrong with him, B. Son, you don't think angels have emotions? Nah, you right. The angel's <laughs> like, yo, dog, we've been here all night. All night. We almost got jumped. <laughs> and assaulted You're right And you over here Packing wine Packing wine Yo let's go <laughs> And the crazy thing about it You see how wine Was associated yeah. Just like with Noah Noah yep. Yo, Yo dog yeah. When you on that hen dog Listen that Nothing hen? good Could come from So is this Is this the second time We're reading about Wine and drunkenness In yep. the scripture yep. And it yeah. never ends Never right. leads to anything never And it, well, it's never always ends. Associated with this Sexual Yep Immorality. Immorality and perversion. So yeah, what is what what is God telling us? Blame it on the alcohol, B. That's that's how yeah. that's how people <laughs> That's what how you want to do it. Dog, that's right. what they say. Blame it on the alcohol. I did this, I did that. Blame it on the henny. Yeah, these things these things are there for a reason. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and certain things you don't need in your life. Right. Facts. If if you want to walk like Abraham and not compromise lot like Lot. And we got two examples of the um the fruits of wine, yep. the fruits of drunkenness. And we live in a society where the brunches are bottomless. <laughs> the word. Facts. That's what it is. The happy hours word. getting Your extended. Your happy hours dog. happy. It's getting extended. Extended. Yeah, it's extended, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. That's what the society we live in is about. And are we are we praying and crying out to the Lord and saying, you know, so he could hear those prayers when we hear these these things. Like I yeah. was thinking about like just the other day I was even in my old neighborhood and just on one of the corners, you know, it usually was always a sneaker store, something something for the neighborhood. You know, I remember being as a kid going in the neighborhood, getting the new Jordans, whatever, whatever, sneakers. No, I didn't get Jordans when I was young, but, you know, getting the new sneakers. But just to see just recently they built, they just got this big bar. And if that was like that was the first time seeing it, because I knew the bars popping up everywhere around here. That's what's going on, you know. But to see it in the neighborhood I grew up in as a kid, I was like, "Yo, B, there was always something stapled there for the community in that corner, and now it's a bar." And I was like, "Like, what? What? What do the children have? Like, what do families have? Like, as a family, like, dog, you can't bring your family into the bar." You can bring your wife and your kids into the bar. And I was just like, to build that in the community, I was like, dog, it's not adding nothing of value to families. You know, it's just going to be another another thing that's just going to destroy lives. Yeah. And it vexed me. You know, when I saw it, I was just like complaining to my sister. I was like, yo, be a bar? That's what we need? I said, there's already four of them. Right in the two in the two block radius, like never have enough bars. I was like, yo, dog, you need another one. But just I understood. I I know the fruits of it. You know, if kids growing up, you ride, you know, you riding your bikes, you hanging around there, that bar. Eventually, you're gonna go into it. Yeah, and just the one thing I see here too, man, is just the the shame of sin because he he could have went to to uh, Abraham 
and live with them, you know, but he decided after leaving Zor to, to go live in the mountains by himself. And then that allowed, you know, his, you know, his daughters to get pregnant. And then the, the Ammonites and um, the Moabites, you know, just those nations went later on to cause, you know, more hurt and sorrow to Israel. Just, just the, the, the sin just continues to, to, to progress. But yeah, why, why didn't he go and live with Abraham? You know, why did he go to the mountains? Was, you know, some shame and, 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 and sin. It's possible, yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. Or maybe it was like, dog, you lingering, dog. You gotta get. That's the closest. He's probably depressed. (laughs) Y'all lost everything. Word up. Feeling sorry for yourself. And then your daughter's like, "Yo, drink this." Yeah, I'm gonna drink. You didn't build an altar. Yeah. You got slizz. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't even realize. Wait a minute. You wake up like, yo, did something happen to me? And then it happened again. It happened twice. (laughs) And then after that, you see your daughter's pregnant. You're like, wait a minute. How (laughs) y'all? You know. Yo, but shame, shame. Just, it's yeah. the shame, and then he, he had no idea that he had a family member interceding for him in prayer, which is the reason why he made it out. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And prayers are important. That's yeah. just important to keep yeah. praying for your family for members, your family. and they have no idea that we're interceding for them, but mm-hmm. God does, and God may be saving them and you know scruffing them and removing them out of situations where they would have normally have died if it wasn't for your prayers prayer and the, the so. most amazing thing out of that is god hears those prayers yep so and you want to close this out yeah 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 with a prayer okay 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 heavenly father lord um we just thank you once again for just um the completion of another episode and um whatever you illuminated here to us today lord i just pray that it would touch the hearts of many um, Lord, and at the end of the day, may this just, um, you know, cause a fire in those who are listening to, to read your word, to pray for family members, to, to just give their hearts. If they don't know you, Lord, may they give their hearts to you in, in salvation and, and accept that free gift of salvation, which is so beautiful, Father. So, um, Lord, touch the hearts of those listening and watching and just continue to, to bless this podcast and my brothers here who have been so faithful in it for the last almost a year lord jesus we're grateful for you you get all the glory um but it's just been a blessing um to serve you in this capacity so we thank you jesus in your name i pray amen amen amen, amen.